tonight, I just wanted to have a look at some thoughts out of the Word of God. We are a Bible-believing people, and um, since, I guess, we have been changed, we are not the same. We uh, have been changed from an earthly um, person to a spirit-filled person. We're a Bible-believing church. We believe in the power of God. We believe in uh, having a testimony. We believe in being filled with the Holy Spirit, being baptised by full immersion, um, evidence of speaking in tongues. And um, we've got some power within. The Bible talks about uh, a time to come, a time that's close to the end of time where people would um, speak in tongues, where people would um, testify of, of God's name and his son Jesus. And uh, we believe we're at that time. We're, uh, we're certainly in what's called the last days. Um, open, if you would please, to Mark chapter 16. So sharing some thoughts about the power within, and uh, I'm just going to read uh, from verse 9 of Mark 16, and um, it's a great story, and we know um, Jesus talks here and he, he sums up uh, the future to come, the future that we're now standing in today, the future that we're standing in today, and it reads in verse 9, now when Jesus was risen early in the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of uh, whom he cast seven devils, and she went and told them that had been with him. As they mourned and wept, and they, when they had heard this, that he was alive and had seen of her, believed not. And after that he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And when they went and told it unto the residue, neither, neither believed they them. And afterward he appeared unto the eleven, and he sat uh, at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And it's an interesting time here of a, of a time of non-belief. Um, isn't it incredible to think, and, and we would say, and the world would say, oh, if I could just see God, you know, if I could just see Jesus Christ, then I'd believe. And, um, of course, we know it doesn't work like that. We know that, uh, that God uh, desires us to have faith, desires us to seek him, and um, and uh, he, he confirms to us our belief after we have that desire. Jesus at this stage says some words to him that we quote all the time. They're very common to us and they're very powerful words. In verse 15, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The good news. And doesn't the world need good news? And all the people said, don't we all need good news? You know, we really do. And it says, and preach the gospel to every creature. It goes on to say that he that believeth and is baptised shall be saved, but he believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, they shall cast out devil. They shall speak devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And so Jesus Christ is telling of a time here where these people were going to go forward. They were going to do amazing things. This power within, and not of them. The power of God is not of man. It's not of me. It's not of you. It's of, it's of God. And he, and he graciously stows that with us, doesn't he? And we can call upon it. And we have this amazing power through Christ. 
we have a powerful story of hope. What a powerful story of hope in a world that actually has a fair degree of hopelessness. But we have a story of hope. We have the power to pray. We have that ability through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He left those things for us in our toolbox of things that we have. We have the gospel, praise the Lord. Good news, the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the story of the New Testament. We have a good news, we have, we have good news in the world that we live in. And we've been given power over death. And that's, um, quite amazing actually when you think about and pause that for a minute. We've been given an avenue to have power over death through Jesus Christ. The very thing, well, two things, death and taxes, that the world can't get around. And one of them, death, we've been given power over. Let's have a quick look. First Corinthians in chapter 15. Turn to that if you could, please. It talks about this power that we've been given. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to give a talk tonight about, oh, you know, you should go out and tell the world and be great witnesses and all that sort of stuff. I'm not, that's, not, that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that um, we have this amazing power already within us. And on my hope at the end of this talk for me and for you is, and for people viewing is that we might be encouraged to talk about it, just to share it, just to share it, just to talk about it. And we've got some examples of that. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in verse 53, it says, for this corruptible must put on incorruption. It's talking about this transition. And this mortal must put on immortality to get to the kingdom. We've got that when Jesus returns. So when this corruptible have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to the past saying it is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. Death is something that we don't have to endure for the second time. We don't have to do it. It's uh, Jesus Christ has uh, have paved the way through his death and resurrection. He's given us new life. We've got power over death. It's hard to get your head around. I kind of struggle with it, to be quite honest. Um, but we certainly do have that power. Um, just going back to Mark 16, stay where you are, just going back to Mark 16 in verse 20, Jesus goes on, to, the story goes on to say, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word, God, with signs following, amen. And so the Lord has got this amazing plan we read about in the back of Mark that uh, we were going to have this power within and that he was then going to confirm the words we have. Praise the Lord. What a gift we've got. What, a, what an exciting, amazing power that we have. Now, I just want to clear up. Um, for, uh, turn to First Corinthians chapter 3, if you could, please. And um, I just want to clear up a, um, a thought sometimes because, um, and as a thought I certainly have had in my walk and uh, my time in the Lord, um, and I think about Jesus and, and his attempts to convert the world, and we read just at the start of all the unbelief. And I just think, Jesus Christ, like Jesus, the man that had the plan, like why wouldn't you believe that man? 
All that was their unbelief. And then I think of Noah, um, you know, 120 years. You know, he had a long time to convince everybody of a crazy plan about a boat. You know, there was a lot of unbelief. And so it's not surprising in this world today that we're still faced with the same things. Unbelief. But I guess I want to bring out a point, and, and I really want to hit this home that we might understand it, is that that's not our problem. Unbelief of this world is not our issue. Unbelief of this world is not something that we should dwell on. Um, it's here. It's around us. It's, it's everywhere. But it, it shouldn't hold the saints of God back. And hopefully, let's, let's have a read of this in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. It says, For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul? And who then is po- Apollos? But ministers by whom you've believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. goes on to say in verse 6, I have uh, planted, Paul writes, Apollos has watered, that God gave the increase. So then neither is uh, he that planteth anything and neither is he that water. But again, it says here that God gives the increase. And so our role, our job, our purpose, go preach the gospel, is not go preach the gospel, save everybody, make them into pastors, they live happily ever after. Right? That's not it. Our job is to spread the word of God. Our job is just to talk about it. Praise the Lord. And it's, it's, it's of God what happens with that word. We know it doesn't go out void. It pleases the purpose that God chooses, scripture tells us. So what a joy to us. Places in the scripture that actually says, be ready to give an answer in first Peter of people that are going to come and ask you of the hope that lies within you. Fancy that. That's incredible, right? That people are going to ask you of the hope that lies within you. And I don't know about you, but I get excited when I read this part of Scripture. I I get, if you like, the pressure comes off of me because I know that um, I just get to share the good things God's done in my life. I just get to share the good examples that, that he's given me. I get to share the word of God. I get to share great testimonies of you. And as I look around, I see great testimonies everywhere of of you folks, the saints that have, that have, that have, have testified time and time again up at this very stage of how God has healed and changed and, and moved in your lives miraculously. Praise the Lord. And so when I share all of that, it's not of me what happens afterwards. It's of God. And so I actually start to feel pretty easy about sharing some of those things. Um, now, I, um, I just wanted to share a couple of testimonies. Um, one is the one that I have. And um, funnily enough, I'd been thinking about just sort of some thoughts about the talks. You get a reminder or you get a reminder of your phone that you're giving the talk and it's like, okay, what am I going to talk about? And um, a testimony came to mind that I wanted to share. And then um, um, my wife comes home yesterday and says, I had an amazing day. I've got to tell you what happened. So um, I, I had it written down, but I, I thought I don't want to seem too presumptuous by getting the whole family up here, but if you could excuse us, and I asked Pastor Chris, he said that would be okay. I thought if Liz might tell it, she might tell it better than I because it's her experience. Is that fair enough? All the people said, amen. Come on up, Liz. Um, you can share your story. I'm going to share mine after that. Sorry, I don't, don't want to sort of hog the stage or anything, but um, 
She's just going to share a story of, of, of someone that she's been chatting to. Now, uh, you might not know it, but Liz is not really um, an outreacher or a witnesser or anything like that. It's not doesn't really sit in her place. Um, and we talked quite some time ago and um, we worked out, well, it didn't work out a way, but we just talked about planting a seed, just having a go, just saying something, dropping a line. And um, Liz has got a bit of a story. Yeah, hi. Um, as Jeff said, I've never been one to go on door knocks. I've always been a little bit um, scared about that sort of thing. But um, I heard a while ago now, um, someone just said, don't go out to witness, but witness when you go out. And that really struck a chord with me that we go out every day. We go out to work. We go out to shopping. We go out wherever we go. So I just really looked to make an opportunity to say things when I was out. So um associate of mine that I've worked with, and I've worked at the same company for 16 years, and she's worked there for a long time as well, but we don't see each other very often, maybe two to three times a year when our paths cross. And um, just general talking about what are you doing this weekend, and I sort of started talking to her about camps and activities and the meetings and the fellowship and... I've never said church, I've just said fellowship, and that's interesting because most people go, oh, what do you mean by fellowship? So I've found that that has given me a, um, a way to explain what where we go and what we do. So just in general passing, we've been talking off and on. I've talk, shared a few healings with her. Um, a little while ago, oh, probably before we went away on holidays, I uh, worked with her and she was obviously upset and I asked, uh, asked her what the problem was, and she said she'd been having a lot of trouble with her daughter. Her daughter's 14 and obviously going through that teenage time. And I just said, well, you know, you believe in God. I believe in God. Let's, you know, you pray about it. I'll pray about it. And she goes, I pray, but she says, I don't feel like it gets anywhere. Anyway, so um, we kind of talked a little bit, but then I worked again with her yesterday and I said to her that I would have prayer for her. And I said that to her. I said, I've had some prayer for you. How are things? She goes, oh, they're terrible. I went, oh, great. <laughs> you know? But she said, um, I need to ask you some questions. So from 9 o'clock through to 6 o'clock when I was working with her, and she was in and out doing things, she, every time she came out, she would ask me a question. And we talked about healings. We talked about prayer mostly, about receiving the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. She knows of it but had never never um, done it or felt like she wanted to, but she said, I feel like I'm missing something. And I you know, explained to her, of course, that um, the language that, that God gave you gives you that peace to pray and that know that your, your prayers are getting through. So the whole day, off and on, we were just talking about the Lord and um, she just said to me, is it the last days? It's really interesting when someone who doesn't, you know, know much about the Bible, ask you that question. And, of course, I was able to say that, yes, it was, and I shared some scriptures with her, and she just said, I feel like I need to do something. And I went, yes, you do. <laughs> um, and uh, so, anyway, kind of long story short, she said that she wanted to get, I talked about baptism, she said, can I get baptised? When's the soonest I can ba- get baptised? And I said, well... You know, Tuesday, it was Tuesday yesterday, I said, look, we could go to the Vogue today and you could get baptised. And she went, oh, I think I need to be, you know, I'd really love to go. And she was going to do it, but then she realised I was working with her the following Tuesday and she said, can we do it then? So hopefully she's going to come along on Tuesday to the Vogue and get baptised. 
But the one thing she did say was, you, she said, I see you and you have a peace. And she goes, I want that peace and I want that comfort. And I said, well, that's the Holy Spirit. And that's just, you know, Jeff and I, as I said, we've talked about it. And that's just like dropping little, little tidbits every now and then. And, uh, yeah, sometimes it takes a long time, but hopefully, um, keep her in your prayers. She'll come and get baptized and receive the spirit because she really wants it. She really needs it as we all do. And, uh, praise the Lord. That happened over a, um, was it five years? Yeah, five years since Liz first chatted or, you know, made that connection. Um, you might have thought, um, Liz was going to say, and she got baptised and she received the Holy Spirit and all of that. That's not our job. I mean, it's great, don't get me wrong, we want that to happen, all the people said, but that should not put us off um, from maybe talking to the next person if that exact sort of thing doesn't happen. Um, we want we want God's plan to go forward, but we've got to understand our part in that plan. Um, I just wanted to share... Um, a couple of quick things. Um, we uh, went on holidays, school holidays, obviously. Most people have known that. And um, we managed to get away and, and went and visited a couple of assemblies. And um, when you, I don't know whether anyone else knows this sort of situation, but when you go to some other town, you feel a bit more bolder. Is that, is that you sort of feel like, oh, well, if I say anything wrong, I'm probably leaving in a couple of days, so it won't matter, you know, and they can fix it up. I'll just give the pamphlet and go, you know. So um, the whole time I'm just chucking out these one-liners that were just fails, you know. I just go up to someone and say, how's it going? Oh, you've got an accent, where you're from, and get around to being a visitor. Only because I just love to share the Word of God and I just didn't want to come out and go, you know, Jesus is your saviour, because um, that's really tricky. Um, and, um, you know, and, and I think it was about half a dozen or eight occasions, you know, I got to the bit where, yeah, you know, just visiting our local fellowship and it's really great and, Met these people I've never met before, these saints, and it's just awesome. And that kind of was the end of the conversation. Um, and uh, I, they sort of asked me to. We went along to the meeting on Wednesday. I gave my testimony, and I almost was going to say that um, I'm going to through my holiday persist with this. And uh, I'd done it sort of six to eight times. Had been total fail, but I'm going to persist. Anyway, the assembly that we went to had an outreach on the following Saturday. And so we went, yep, we'll be in that. So we went along again, you know, hand the pamphlet and run. And again, you know, spoke to a bunch of people. Um, and they all said, no, no, thanks, mate. No dramas. And I went, yep, all good. And, uh, and then this lady walks past. Her name, um, was Catherine. She walks past and I said, um, you know, do you believe in Jesus? You know, which is a really hard thing to say. And, um, she goes, yeah, I do. And I'm going, right, cool. And um, Holy Ghost, and she goes, yeah, I've heard about it, but don't understand it. I said, oh, what about speaking in tongues? Yep, heard that too. Sounds like people make it up. Um, don't know where it fits in the church. Have no idea. So what about baptism? She goes, yep, uh, did that as, a, as, a, as an infant and told my family, although I felt like we did something good, it felt like we've done something not quite right. And I'm like, well, I can explain that to you. And she goes, could you? I said, how's now? And she goes, great. 45 minutes later, and um, she absolutely soaked it up. She was a marine biologist working at the local council, has now a connection to the assembly. It hasn't finished with her. She came along, got baptised, received the Holy Spirit, and fellowships with our group. But praise the Lord, the word of God goes out, and that's what we're here to do. And uh, it's a joy. It's, it's a joy that I don't take it personally when people say no thanks, and it's a joy when you get to chat to someone. Um, let's have another uh, look at another quick story. I'll just um, sort of wind up here a little bit. 
Um, Exodus chapter 17, let's have a look there. Now, just a couple of good things that have been happening around the fellowship that you might not be aware of. Uh, our young people here at Woodcroft have, um, over the first five months of the year, um, this is factual information, uh, and I'm very sure of it, and if it's not, I'll get it corrected, but I'm, I'm very confident it is, um, have had over 20 observers to young people's events. You know, our young people um, uh, uh, want to talk about the gospel. They want to invite their friends. Praise the Lord. And all the people said, what a great, they're your children. It's just an amazing thing. And um, people have come to look, you know, hallelujah. Because um, with that attitude, revival will come. We'll serve the Lord. It's um, just an awesome thing. Praise the Lord. Let's, let's keep doing those great things. Um, Exodus chapter 17, verse 8, and we pick it up in here, just have a quick look at this one with Moses. Uh, then came Amalek uh, and fought with Israel at uh, Rephidim, and Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out, men, and go out and fight with Amalek tomorrow, and I'll stand at the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Uh, and Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek, and Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass in verse 11, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Uh, now Moses' hands were heavy, uh, and they took a stone and they put it under him and they sat him thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomforted Amalek, and this uh, and his people with the edge of the sword. I love how they put that. Discomforted. Um, it's it's a great one. And um, the, what a you know amazing story of the power within folks. And you just pick a few things out of this story that really relate to to us. You know, this was a physical example, a, a time of war, and and it was holding up the testimony of God. And that's what we do. Praise the Lord. And I, I'm ecstatic that I go to a fellowship that holds up the testimony of God and all the people said. And um, praise the Lord. But, you know, we get weary, you know. We get weary and, uh, and straight away a brother on one side and a brother on the other said, I'll help you hold up your hands. And praise the Lord that maybe we could use that as an example for ourselves is that when we're in a time of weary, and the Bible says don't get weary of well-doing, but that we're able to hold each other up, you know, and that we might be able to keep things steady until the going down of the sun, that we might together be able to keep things as they should be in God's eyes until the Lord returns, you know. And um, just what a great example. This this one is particularly in a sense leads towards prayer, um, but the reality of this story is, is is putting God's first and holding up holding up that banner and holding holding that up and will prevail. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, don't turn to it. I'll get you to turn to, uh, oh, what do we got? Yeah, a couple of minutes. I'll get, him, I'll get you to turn to John uh, chapter 6. John chapter 6. Just a couple of scriptures to finish. In Matthew 6, verse 33, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So our encouragement is to continue to seek the Lord in prayer, to continue, continue to seek his righteousness, to continue to do his will, and he says, I'll worry about the rest. I'll worry about the rest for you. I'll worry about your employment. I'll worry about everything else. I'll sort that out for you. Be about my business. John chapter 6 and verse 66, it says here, 
Just a story of, uh, just a little caption here. It says, from that time on, many disciples went back and walked no more with him. And Jesus said unto the twelve, will you also go away? And Simon Peter, uh, uh, Simon Peter answered him saying, Lord, to whom shall we go that thou hast the words of eternal life? Praise the Lord. We have the words of eternal life. There's no other place that, but, that, but around the Bible. There's no other place for us. Um, this is where we want to be. Um, and we, we really do rejoice in that. I was going to read, um, I will actually, Exodus chapter 4, turn to that. Just almost there. A couple of quick things just to cover off on. Exodus chapter 4. This October 22nd, um, Don McNoah is coming up at Woodcroft. And um, I guess the question I ask myself is, who can I invite? We've got a couple of months before it happens. Who can I invite? Um, and you might say, well, I'm not a speaker. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not an outreacher. I'm not, a, I'm not one of those people, you know, I can't do it. Well, well Exodus chapter 4 um, doesn't suit really. It says here, uh, and Moses said unto the Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither here, uh, here to four, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. And the Lord, is, the Lord said unto him and says unto us today, who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the dumb, or the deaf, or the seeing, or the blind, have not I the Lord? God says, rubbish, don't worry about it. Just share what you know in your way. Just share to the people around you. Just ask a question. Just just share your testimony. Just work out a way where you might be able to bring up the Lord in your conversation. And truly, folks, it will be a miraculous result. God has uh, ordained us. He's put the power within us. He's given us our own private testimony. He's healed us. He's healed us so that we've got a story to tell. That's why he's healed us. I mean, it's great to be comforted by healing, but mostly it's so that it's a testimony unto God and all the people said, amen. Praise the Lord. Um, Don't be frightened to share that power within. As we uh, established right from the start, um, we have power over death. We have the victory over that already. Um, we have an amazing ability, not in us, never in us, but God through us. He's got the power to do those things. Don't turn to it, just summarising in uh, Titus chapter 2, it says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing um, of the great Saviour Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. That's us, folks. The Lord has purified us and made us zealous for good works. Um, let's get on with the job. And uh, the excitement will unfold. And all the people said, Amen. Amen.